Thank you, Jesus, for this Wednesday, February 3rd. We thank you for Wednesday. Look, say, Acts 18. Yeah. Say, Psalm 6. Yeah. Say, Proverbs 3. Say, Proverbs 3. Say three. Yay! Say Jesus. Say I love you. Good job. Say amen. Good job. I know. Yeah, balloons. Like, I'm just turn a rocket in here. Okay. How can I put that in there? We're going to do Acts 18, Psalm 6, Proverbs 3. All right, time for you boys to listen. Ready? Ready. Ready. Say ready. Ready. Good. Wow, good. All right. We can have my taser. We're going to ask God, Lord Jesus, would you help us to understand what we're reading help us in our spirit to understand your word help us to want to be like you transform us into your image bless us bless all anybody who listens amen good job we're going to hear about paul meeting priscilla and aquila in Corinth. Who were they? Who were Priscilla and Aquila? Tenters. Tanners. Tanners? People. They were tent makers. Very good. Paul left Athens. So was he. Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Athens and Corinth were major cities in Achaia. That's the region in the southern portion of the Greek peninsula. Do you get that? Yeah. Do you, can you picture where Greece is? Yeah. Okay, so they were in the south part. There he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila. Let's actually put this on the big screen. No, Luki. Yucky. No, put it in. Put it in. Give to Micah. Give to Micah. Okay, he became acquainted. He's trying to give that to you. With a Jew named Aquila. Thank you. Yay! No, no, no. Now put it over. Can you seal it so it doesn't all come tumbling down? Thank you. Born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Daddy, can Luke play while you're doing that? They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar... Okay, listen. This is Claudius Caesar. Did you guys hear which Caesar this was? Cade? Claudius Caesar. Yeah, Claudius Caesar. Mom, look. It has the power to freeze people with gems. Oh. So did Claudius Caesar like the Jews? No, he made them all leave Rome, didn't he? So they left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Paul lived, this is verse 3, Paul lived and worked with them 
for they were tent makers just as he was, as Micah knew. Um, it's also called leather workers. So you were right in both ways. That's great, Micah. Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike. So Paul went to the synagogue every week and preached. And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia... Hey, Cade. Hey, Cade. When you're talking, you're not listening. So I would like you to try to be quiet, okay? Look. Cade. Answer, Mommy. Okay. After Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed and insulted him... Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to preach to the Gentiles. Micah, you need to shut your book and listen. Then he left and went to the home of Tidius Justus. Who was that? Tidius Justus. Who's Tidius Justus? Was he a Jew or a Gentile? He was a Gentile who worshipped God. He lived right next door to the synagogue. Crispus, who's Crispus? He was a leader, that's right. And everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. Did Paul have more success with the Jews or the Gentiles? Yeah. Why do you think that was? I have no idea. Maybe because the Jews were so stuck to their Torah. Maybe, and then Maybe. we're... I think I know. Why? Because the Jews were so stuck to their own life. Maybe that. Or maybe God had a time in history that he wanted the Gentiles to receive his spirit. I think he hardened their hearts. He like hardened Pharaoh. the Jews' hearts. Mm-hmm. Like Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was prophesied, right? So we, we knew. Then he left. Verse 7 says, then he left. But you know what's interesting in the last chapter, when Paul went to, to them, um, they studied what the word said in Berea. And then by studying the word, they realized that what the truth was. Okay, so Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. So guess what? Another miracle. The Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do you know what he said? Good. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. I read it. I know. For I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. How do, how do you think Paul felt after the Lord said that to him? Yay. Yeah, he was encouraged. Hey, Mom, look. So Paul He's stayed there. A really fast robot. Paul stayed there for the next year and a half teaching the word of God. Because I have jet engines. 
So Paul stayed there for a year and a half. Do you think that it was fruitful? How do we know it was fruitful? How do we know it would be fruitful? God told him, right? But when Gallio became governor of Achaia, some Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accused Paul of persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to our law. But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or a serious crime, I would have reason to accept your case. But since it is merely a question of words and names and your Jewish law, take care of it yourself. I refuse to judge such matters. And he threw them out of the courtroom. So did you think what God said became true? Yeah. No one could attack or harm you, right? Well, if God was with you. That's, that's right. God he was with him. He is always with you and always protecting you. So do you Even think... if you think God can protect you. He Even. can. He Even can, right? You, Who is she barking at? I don't know. Even if you... If even if you can't take it by yourself. Yes, that's true. Even if anything, God can do anything. That's right. The only thing he can do, the only thing he cannot do. He can't lie, right? The only thing he cannot do is cannot do anything. <laughs> that's right. He can't lie. He can't not do things, right? Yeah. <laughs> the crowd, all the Greeks, grabbed Sothenes, the leader of the synagogue, uh-oh, and beat him right there in the courtroom. But Gallio paid no attention. So somebody got beaten, but it wasn't Paul. Who got beaten? The leader of the synagogue got beaten. Why? Because the crowd didn't like um, Paul teaching in the synagogue. So they wanted to punish somebody. somebody has to pay. And Gallio said, don't punish Paul. I'm not judging it. So they grabbed the leader of the synagogue. Mama, look. Why? We just said why. Why would they beat the leader of the synagogue? They didn't like what Paul was teaching. And the leader of the synagogue was letting Paul teach there. But Gallio wouldn't beat Paul up, would he? So they were mad at the leader of the synagogue. Oh, look at how Daddy got Luke ready. That's adorable. Poops everywhere. Poops, poops, more poops and some poops. Now you're going to hear about how Paul returned to Antioch of Syria. I'm so glad that she does it on her pads. But if she didn't do it on her pad. In that same area. So, here's what happens when Paul returned to Antioch of Syria. Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters, these are Greek brothers, and went to nearby Centria. Okay, so how do you know that they were Greek? Because they were 
in Athens and Corinth, which is in the southern part of the Greek peninsula. Remember? Mm -hmm. So now he went to nearby Centria. And guess what he did? Oh. He shaved his head. What? There he shaved his head according to Jewish custom, marking the end of a vow. So when they ended a promise, they shaved their head. Then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. Do you know something I love about the Jews? Is they are great about... Um, God taught them how to use symbolism. And even in the lessons for the children, I believe that the children really understand um, what God wanted to teach the Jews because... Uh, because God taught them how to use symbolism. So if I shaved my head all of a sudden, you would know, wow, something happened. Something was different. You might even ask me about it because all of a sudden I'd have no hair. And I would be able to tell you, well, that was the end of my vow, right? Yep. And even but though... Then you would look like a girl, not a girl. <laughs> even that, well, Paul, you see men with no hair, right? So Paul just all of a sudden he had no hair, right? Exactly so. Shaving their head? Yeah. He was willing to do it. Paul was a Jew, right? He was one, one of the leaders. So he did follow the Jewish customs. Okay, let's see. Um, then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquila with him. So what were Priscilla and Aquila? Greece. They were Greek Jews. Right? They were tent makers like him and now he moved on. And he You can. Born in Greece of Greek lineage, but Jewish uh, blood. Of Jewish belief or blood. I mean they could be converts. Uh I think that when the Bible says they're Jews, they're talking about bloodlines. Maybe their uh, diaspora. Yes. What's a diaspora? Um, when people spread out. Diaspora. Yeah, you could say that. Okay, so let's see. He took Priscilla and Aquila with him. Do you think Priscilla and Aquila were useful if he took them? Let's find out how. They stopped first at the port of Ephesus. Hey, what else was at the port of Ephesus? What else was at the port of Ephesus? I know, I know. What? The seven wonders of the ancient world. Oh, yeah. The seven wonders of the ancient world. Do you remember? No. I need um, one helmet. Anyone? It was a statue. Hello? Anyone? Anyone helmet? Mm, I thought it was a statue at Ephesus. Under you. Am I wrong? I think so, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Lighthouse Alexandria, Yeah. That was in Egypt. Gardens of Babylon. Pyramids. Temple of Artemis. At Ephesus. So, okay, that's what I was thinking. So, Artemis was a false god. Here, 
is Paul. Cade, you're not listening. Here is Paul with Priscilla and Aquila, and they stopped first at the port of Ephesus where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. That means he said, no, I can't stay longer. As he left, however, he said, I will come back later. Um, some scripts say, I must by all means be at Jerusalem for the upcoming festival, but I will come back later. So there was a festival he wanted to go to, God willing. So I will come back later, God willing. Then he set sail from Ephesus. Okay, I have reminded you four times during one reading to listen and be quiet and stop talking. No, I just want you to listen. Just focus in your brain, okay? In your heart, really. So he set sail from Ephesus. How did he travel if he set sail? How was he traveling? In a boat, that's right. Okay, do you know where he stopped next? Verse 22. The next stop was at the port of Caesarea. Have you heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. The port of Caesarea. You haven't heard of Caesarea? Caesarea? Yeah, you could say Caesarea. From there he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem. I only do NLT, so I only know certain Yep, right there. Perfect. Good job. Then he went back to Antioch. Can I put the display here? Thank you, doll. Then he went back to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening all the believers. Was he here before in Phrygia and Galatia? Yeah. Yep. So he went back through and he wanted to help give them more strength. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, what happened with Apollos? He got into space and then turned into a planet. Just kidding. He's talking about the Apollo shuttle. Oh, the shuttle. Oh. Yeah, this is a person. He arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. So he had come through Egypt. And did he travel a long way? He traveled a real long way to get there. He had been taught the way of the Lord and... He taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit or enthusiasm in the Holy Spirit and with accuracy. However, he only knew about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Do you think that Apollos was humble or proud? Humble. He was humble. How do you know? Because every single person that knows God is humble. Not every single person, but he let them teach him. He let them teach ah! him. That's right. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia. And the brothers and... Well, you, Cade, you're right in the sense everybody that loves God should be humble. But not everybody is humble who loves the Lord. And we can pray for all of us to have more humility. Apollos had been thinking about going, Hope, don't grab her. 
get a toy. Do you need time out, Hope? What? What does ASAP stand for? As okay, soon I'll as possible. Close your book. Okay. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who, by God's grace, had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments in public debate. Using the scriptures, he explained to them Jesus was the Messiah. Do you think he was brave? Yep. Apollos was brave and humble. I'm really impressed. Really, really brave because he knew God would never take the, God would never take his eyes off of him. Oh, that's right. God would protect and watch over him. The Bible says that he watches over his children. Okay, here is a psalm of David, and it was be it was meant to be accompanied by a flute. So it's actually a song, but I don't know. But I don't know the tune, and I wonder. Okay, Micah. Micah. Psalm five song with flute. Yes. Let's see if this could be one example. Maybe cartoon. Interesting. Not not interesting. Let's try this. I don't know if it's gonna work or not, but oops. Okay, so that's a flute, right? That's not exactly what I really actually Now I'm going to read Psalm 5. Wait, oh, Lord, five. hear me as I pray. Yes. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my Mama. God. I feel like I already did this one. Mama. What? What? Oh, I'm supposed to do Psalm 6. Oh, I like your outfit. I was in the wrong psalm, guys. I'm going to switch to Psalm 6. I knew I recognized that. Did you guys recognize it? What I was just reading? Yeah. Okay. You should, because I just read it yesterday. 
This is different. The last one was supposed to be played with a flute. This one was supposed to be played with an eight-stringed instrument, kind of like a real fancy guitar. A simple harp, a fancy guitar. Oh, Lord. Hey, Hope. Hope, you're in timeout. Get down. No, you don't do that with her. Don't do that. You're teaching her not to be nice to you. Sit in timeout. Thank you. You better sit. You can only play with her with toys, right? I want her to be sweet to you. And oh so Lord, when you're a real parent, so she can be nice to you forever. Psalm six. Maybe even listen. be with you forever. Listen, okay. Oh Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. At night, I flood my bed with weeping, drenched, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. All my enemies will be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back I mean, in shame. God, I was still talking. Just now what? You mean, have you prayed to God that your, all, your animals, all your animals will be like... All your enemies... All your enemies will be like this. Ah, stay away, stay away. Ah, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, let's see. That would be funny too. Yeah. Yeah, we're having an issue for some reason. It's going to. An issue with the tissue. An issue, issue with the tissue. An issue with the tissue. Proverbs 3. Oh, here we go. Um, all right, listen, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. What should you never let leave you? Loyalty and kindness. Very good. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. Hi, Hopi. If you touch the dog, get a toy. Then you will find favor with both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. 
Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. What? I knew I was I thought you were going to contribute to the conversation here. I was missing the back part of this quote. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. What does it mean if we correct you? You're trying to get us to know the Lord the best we can. It actually also means we delight in you. What does it mean if we delight in you? Like you, you like you. We love you, right? We take great pleasure in you. That's delighting in you. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. Listen, listen. The one who gains understanding for wisdom. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. The one who gains understanding for wisdom. I keep doing that. Joyful, Hopi, give to Stinky too. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. The one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. It's really just a, um, it's like an analogy. Wisdom, the spirit of wisdom is what? What's the same thing? It's the spirit of God. Why is God a she? God is not a she, but he has both, they say, feminine. Okay. And masculine attributes. He has feminine and masculine attributes. What are, what are either of those? Feminine is womanly and masculine is manly. And you know, everybody was made in the image of God. And he made women too, right? Mm-hmm. So he understands women. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life. To those, okay. to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep foundations of the earth burst forth. And the dew settles beneath the sky. So what did the Lord use to create the earth? Wisdom. What did he use to create the heavens? What did he use to create the heavens? Understanding. And that is what I was just going to say. What did he use to make the fountains of the earth, like the sea and the waters and the dew? Knowledge. I was right the entire time. All that stuff, good stuff. Water cycle. Get some in my drink. Um, give me a minute. My child, don't lose sense of common, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Don't lose sight.
of common sense and discernment. No, I mean, give I me said a in that. a minute. Give me a minute, or give me the electrolytes. I want from it. the cabinet. Give it to me in the cabinet. Do you know what it looks like? Give me here. Yeah, on the side. Oh here. Yep. No, no, you gotta wait. Hang on to them. If you don't wait, I'm not gonna do it. I asked you to wait. Do you understand? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Hang on to them for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught. Lord is basically like um, lasers everywhere. <laughs> he will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor. For those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. Don't copy violent people. They're wicked. The Lord finds it detestable, but he offers friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mocker. What's a mocker? What's a mocker? Chirp. Do you know what a mocker is? Chirp, chirp. Somebody that makes fun of somebody else. Oh. A mocker would be found in a mob, mob, for example. The reason I said chirp is because in cartoons when there's silence you hear I know. But I'm surprised you didn't know what a marker was. I'm, I couldn't think of it. But it is gracious. Okay, the Lord mocks the mocker, but is gracious to the humble. Sometimes that could read, the Lord opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Does that make sense? The Lord opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The wise inherit honor but fools are put to shame. So if you're wise, what will you get? Honor. honor. No, if you're wise, you'll get honor and riches. Honor and honor and honor. Yeah. Okay. Can you close in prayer? I can. Okay. Dear God, thank you for today. Please bless us and nourish us. But why do we need to be nourished? Because whenever dinner is coming, we can be nourished and good and have a good life and have good dinners forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Good. I love that prayer.